Welcome to this next episode of Clinically Pressed. This is a very different episode from ones that we've done in the past, but an extremely powerful one. Uh, We were able to meet up with Kogan Nelson when we were down at the CrossFit Games hanging out with the Pauls of Paragon Fitness this past summer. I got to hear Kogan's story, and it was really incredible. Um, We wanted to release this one uh, right in line with Veterans Day, as Kogan is a veteran and is doing a tremendous amount of work and some really inspiring stuff to help veterans who are dealing with things that when they come back that don't always get seen on the physical side and some of the other things that can go on uh, with having served and other issues that uh, they need help working with and Kogan is on the forefront of helping out with that and that ties right in with Paragon uh, Nutrition and their support and utilizing the products that they've come out with to help Kogan touches on that a little bit in this episode uh, and it's an extremely powerful um, information when it comes to that but also just the story of how Kogan has gone through his own struggles and the power of people and sticking together and then also getting into movement and how CrossFit helped bring Kogan back as he pretty much describes it. Uh, it really is um, a moving thing and we really highly suggest listening to this one just because it is something that is kind of eye-opening and kind of changed our view on a lot of things just it was really really um, powerful so with that uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode please check out paragon fitness and nutrition Uh, when you check out use code cp15 for 15 percent off Uh, love to hear people's thoughts on this Uh, comment on youtube or wherever we get it posted at Uh, and with that enjoy this episode Well, we're here in Cottage Grove, Wisconsin with Marine Sergeant Kogan Nelson, Paul Yonzer, special guest host, Joel and myself, special guest host Andy Esco, times three now for guest hosting. Oh, I thought you meant size-wise. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be four. That's where I thought Just you were Just the heart. four X. Yeah. where your heart is. But yeah, uh, Purple Heart War Vet, Marine Sergeant, um, 32 years old. And stop me if I um, mess something up here. You were deployed multiple times, and uh, you were injured in the back of a vehicle when it struck an IED. Um, Aftermath was not immediate, but eventually uh, you required to spend time with a wounded warrior battalion. You saw treatment for a TBI, uh, PTSD, depression, and numerous other physical ailments. And you mentioned not just physical, but um, the the things that you can't physically see, and sometimes that I'm sure is almost more challenging. Yeah, the invisible wounds we call them definitely more challenging sometimes than the physical ones. Can't imagine. Um, So, needless to say, you had a lot of uh, days with (laughs) dark rooms, medicine, uh, very little social interaction. And uh, I, I can't imagine some dark places. And you said you've you've come a long ways. And uh, I I only know you from what what I've met from you today and these fellows as well. So um, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of the journey you've been on um, up until uh, now. You own the House of CrossFit in Carlsbad, California, and live and train in Marquette, Michigan. Correct. Correct. Okay. <clears throat> Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so <clears throat> after all that happened, um, you know, I kind of thought stuff was going wrong, you know, like I didn't feel the same, didn't really act the same, um, you know, um, 
the physical stuff was there, but like you go and you have like the surgeries or you go to physical therapy and you get over it and you, and you go back and then, but the mental stuff, the stuff you couldn't see, like, you're like, well, I used to be social, but now I'm not social. And then you're like, somebody will ask you a question. Like, oh, don't you remember, like, in fifth or sixth grade when you did this, this, or this? And I'm like, no, you know, I don't really remember a lot of my childhood anymore. Um, And it was just stuff like that, and it was building up and building up. And then um, I was on a workup with one of my units for another deployment that we were going on. uh, And then something just, like, kind of snapped, and I froze. And I knew right then, I was like, something's definitely not right, and I need um, to get some help. Um, So I started getting help, um, you know, seeing um, a neurologist, seeing a psychologist, uh, different kinds of doctors. Uh, Once they started bringing up what was going on, you know, everything came to the surface, um, and I... It got really dark there for a really long time. Um, You know, like, I used to, every night needed to drink, like, a fifth of Crown and just to, you know, go to sleep. Um, Didn't really want to hang out with anybody, just wanted to stay in the room, like, not do anything. Yeah, I mean, it was dark, uh, wondered, you know, like, if I should still be alive, you know, like, question myself, oh, it should have been me that was killed, or, you know, you question, like, the decisions that you made over there, like, oh, did I need to take that shot, did I need to do that, um, type of stuff, um. Yeah, and then you it just replays in your head over and over and over. Um, you know, and my biggest thing is, like, I thought I was alone, you know? So I thought, like, I was looking at everybody I deployed with, everybody that I was friends with. I was like, they, didn't, they don't have problems, you know? Like, why am I having problems, you know? Like, why am I the only one like this? So I thought I was alone, um, you know? So I just completely shut down you know pushed everyone away lost a lot of close friends all that stuff you know wow and then you found crossfit and that's yeah so um i went to a specialty clinic in uh bethesda maryland uh nico uh, and it's where they send some of the worst case um, traumatic brain injury coupled with PTSD uh, patients that the armed forces has. Um, so I went there, and right before I went there, um, one of my buddies... Um, he was kind of a platoon sergeant at Wounded Warrior Battalion, so he was kind of in charge of making sure we went to our appointments and did all that stuff and made sure we didn't do anything stupid. And we became really close. Um, and he just told me one day, he was like, hey, you're getting up off this couch and you're coming to work out with me. And I fought him tooth and nail, but... I went, you know, and he was like, we're going to go, uh, through this, like workout of the day. He was like, it'd be really easy, whatever. He was like, yeah, this stuff's like CrossFit. And I was like, CrossFit, whatever, you know, like (laughs) whatever this is. Like I played college football, like I've been in the Marine Corps. I know how to work out, whatever, man, nothing whatever I can't tell you what we did but it had me laid out on my back (laughs) and like I couldn't even really do anything really like I couldn't do like burpees or squats and all that stuff because of all the stuff I had going on 
But he totally modified and scaled it just like you can with CrossFit. You can modify and scale everything to anyone's ability. Man, like I said, it had me laying on my back. So I was like, dude, we got to do this again. And I was like, but I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to NICO next week. Um, and he was like, dude, like, let me, uh, like, help you out. Like, CrossFit's this awesome, like, community thing. Um, he's like, there's got to be, like, a like a CrossFit box you can go to around there, you know? Um, so he contacted CrossFit Bethesda, told them, like, what was going on with me. Um, I called them, talked to them, told them what was going on, and they were like, yeah come train so the like four months three months i was in bethesda they let me come there free and train and that's awesome yeah 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 so it's been a long journey i think um if i showed you pictures of me right now starting crossfit before crossfit and like now You'd probably be like, whoa. You know, I was like pushing 250. Oh, wow. wow. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, I kid you not when, like, I would wake up, go sit on the couch, and I wouldn't move. Like, it got, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it got so bad, like, sometimes, like, one time I remember, I think I pretty much peed my pants because I forgot, like, Oh, I have to go to the bathroom, you know? It gets, like, to be, like, that point. Jeez, like, you wow. forget to shower. Jeez. Sometimes you forget to eat, you know? And then other times you, like, can't stop eating, you know? Um, yeah. So it's, it's crazy highs ride. and lows. Yeah, just like a total, road. like, highs and lows. One day you'll feel like, oh, man, like, I'm getting on top of this. Like, I kick this PTSD in the butt. Like, it's not going to take me out, you know? The next day, like you have a gun in your mouth, and you're like, "Nope, I'm not doing this anymore." So, yeah, it's crazy, you know. Like, and it gets hard. It gets hard. Um, like, even today. So I was like saying, like I was pushing two fifty today. I'm like one seventy eight, one eighty. Um, doing stuff I thought I could never do or never be able to do and doing stuff that I was told I would never be able to do um yeah it's just crazy to think about like where I come from to now and then like still dealing with stuff you know it's just not as bad um so yeah so now that you've kind I, of, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, keep talking. I'm going to find that picture for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to show you like a progression. Right. That'll be sweet. Um, now that you kind of not come all the way through it, you're still dealing with things you said, but you've been through kind of the meat of it from what it seems like. What kind of advice would you have for somebody enlisted who's thinking, they're sitting in the room thinking they're alone, um, not able to find anyone to talk to or even willing to talk to anybody what would be your advice for somebody like that so it's you said it right there like you hit the nail on the head like you're not like i would tell them like you are not alone like and that's the biggest thing is we all everyone thinks they're alone they they all think that they're the only ones going through this like they're like man like I'm messed up in the head like uh, I can't believe I'm thinking this way or like I don't like they just like you think you're completely alone and no one else is going through what you're going through and like my biggest thing is I tell people is you're not like people have gone through it going through it gonna go through it you know um and I talk to a lot of people lately not just in the armed service community but first responders you know um, paramedics fire uh, firemen police
police officers, you know, they they see what we saw in their own backyard, you know. So uh, in our small community in Marquette, I know a bunch of them personally. Um, I talk to them all the time, you know, about the stuff they see, stuff that they've been through, and just let them know, like, hey, man, like, (laughs) you're not by yourself, you know. So that's the biggest thing. If someone out there is dealing with depression or PTSD or thoughts of suicide, like, you're not the only one that's thinking it or going through it. Um, You know, and that there is actual people that care about you. (laughs) So. Do you still have a support group then that you stay in touch with today? Or is that kind of your CrossFit community that is your support? So, I definitely rely on, like the CrossFit community, um, you know, the community that I created at my gym in California, a lot of those people I'm still really good friends with. The CrossFit community I have at CrossFit Marquette, it's awesome. The small community of Marquette and the surrounding areas are totally awesome. Um, But the bonds that you've created in the military like will never be broken and there's um, a lot of guys that I served with and that I've met going through different functions that I didn't serve with but you know we're still Marines or any armed service going through the same thing like we'll text each other every now and then and be like out of the blue like hey how you doing you know, just checking in, you know, because you never know, like, is that random text message going to help somebody? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well. so I don't want to get too political. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's, it's a touchy subject For sure. a, among all enlisted men. Yeah. Um, but do you think, it's kind of a sidewinder, but do you think like the U.S. military as a whole is doing enough? Are they changing with the times now that these disorders and these ways of thinking are coming to light a lot more often? And I mean, back when my cousin came home, nobody talked about it. Yeah. And he diagnosed PTSD, 100% disabled. And I, I got to witness firsthand some of the things like guns and some of the things that almost happened. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. But now I feel like just as an outsider looking in, it's becoming more and more uh, to light. Mm-hmm. More people are shedding light on the topic. Do you feel like there's more that could be done, or do you feel like they're starting to change with the times a little bit? Or is it a little both? Yeah, that's like... So going through the same thing as like your cousin, 100% PTSD, disabled, all that stuff. Like, I can like... I would love to say, like, they're doing so much more, you know? And they are doing more, you know? Like, like when he came back and when I came back, it was kind of like this, like, nah, like, we're going to sweep it under the rug. You're fine. Like, it was like, when you come back from deployment, you fill out these, like, questionnaires, you know? Like, did you see this? Did you see that? Did you go through this? Did you go through that? And are you feeling symptoms of this? Blah, 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 blah. But you're, like, so rushed and forced through that stuff. Like, just just mark no on everything, you know? So, like, you get in and you get out. Boom, you know? Because, I mean, back when the war was heavy, it was, like, about, like, getting in, getting out, getting back in, you know? Like, um, I think nowadays it's definitely more mainstream, you know? That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. People are more aware of it, but I think it's still something people are struggling with on how to deal with it and how to successfully treat it, Um, especially with someone that suffers from PTSD and a traumatic brain injury at the same time. Uh, And I say this out of experience because I 
had two doctors, a neurologist and a psychologist, right? Neurologist for the traumatic mm-hmm. brain injury, psychologist for the PTSD. Well, the neurologist would always say, well, I can't treat you until your PTSD gets better. And my psychologist used to tell me, well, I can't treat you until you fix your TBI. Well, Jesus. and here I am in the middle. Can yeah, you imagine how, yeah. like, frustrated yeah, helpless. Oh, yeah. and helpless oh, yeah. you feel? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, man, I think between those two doctors and, like, another doctor, they had me on, like, 14, 15 different medications, you Jeez. know, like, and they wouldn't, like, work together. Um, so I think they're doing, they've been doing some research studies with people with both and finding successful ways to handle both, you know, because one feeds into the other, you know, it's not (laughs) one, it's not, it's not the PTSD is causing the brain injury or the brain injury is causing the PTSD. You know, they both play hand in hand and they both amplify and ramp up each other, you know, and you need to treat both at the same time to come back to like, a good medium, you know. I was listening to Joe Rogan, I think it was Dr. Mark Gordon, he's an endocrinologist and he started doing a lot of stuff with military and traumatic brain injury and looking at strictly hormones. It was yeah. his focus and just finding out how many, especially with military or anybody with them, were just so off and once they were helped to restore basic endocrine levels yeah. and function symptoms got better you know with the traumatic brain injury and then they saw improvement kind of across the board mm-hmm. when it was multifaceted but he was looking strictly at the hormone part of it not even the rest of it if was I remember the episode correctly levels. it was uh, something with the sh- shock blast or the the brain injury disrupting the pituitary and the ability to release yeah uh, hormones properly so <clears throat> that blastos and actually cause a cyst on my pituitary gland. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's crazy how, you Just know, what this stuff... Spirals out of control. Yeah, it does to you, you know, and... You know, you you have that coupled with, uh, you know, hormone ho- hormone imbalance and... On so many levels. With yeah. All those different hormones that the pituitary yeah. controls, too. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, and then... I mean, I even noticed it, like, today, um, you know, it's really hard at times um, to recover from some workouts, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because the pituitary controls testosterone, GHD, growth hormone, like, all that stuff, you know? So, like, if it's not producing enough, you're going to totally tank you know yeah right <laughs> take a little bit extra time to come back and work out. yeah you know that's where a good company like paragon comes in <laughs> yeah we, we know some of <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I had a, I had we've been trying bad, to work uh, with them pretty bad head, head injury from a uh, snatching in 2013 and was on two weeks of bed rest i uh, took a snatch to the face mm. my recovery after that was just garbage yeah and um Yeah, it just, it disrupts everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't work, going to work was difficult. It was, uh, you know, the mental fatigue and then physical fatigue on top of that. It was just, you know, I had to, I had to stop CrossFit for a while until I could really recover mentally and then mm-hmm. um, get back into it slowly. So. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, even now, I wake up probably every two hours probably sleep from 11 or midnight maybe to 6 you know waking up every 2 hours um, do you find that the the night gains helps with that or yeah does it yeah the night gains that's a game changer man like, that's awesome that's good to hear. <coughs> helps like go to sleep faster and then I, me and my girlfriend talk about this all the time um Dude, it makes you have some weird dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and little, I'm like, I was DMA like, I woke there. up. Um, it's, uh, Don't give away the trade secrets. No, it's just the, the 
B6 does the weird dreams. Like, yeah. I, like, woke up, and I was like, man, I know I'm, like, in some deep sleep because I am dreaming. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, they're weird, too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't dream unless I, unless I take it. Yeah. Unless, uh, if I take it, I dream. If, if I'm not, I don't. Like, I didn't yeah. dream for years. Well, that's years. me, too. Like, I, if, um, if I had dreams, it was, like, nightmares, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, flashbacks. Right, right. But, like, sometimes I will totally wake up laughing hysterically. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to somebody who said, uh, who has some, some bad dreams from things that they've seen, and they said the night games uh, turns those bad dreams into not, not so bad. It's so true. Um, like, so true. Which is, is crazy to hear. Um, you know, and that somebody quit, quit taking the night games because of the the weird dreams are just like hey, I just couldn't do it I was like oh that's cool uh, it's got a you know, combination of magnesium and B6 is in there to help with the conversion of glutamate into glutamine yeah. so you get the excitatory neuro- neurotransmitters out and calm down the brain um, so it's you know, something that's in there because that's what it does yeah you know and try to give the brain what it needs to to shut down you can definitely feel um, you know <coughs> The stuff that service members go through, you know, you're trained to always be, you know, in fight mode. You know, there's no there's no flight. It's always ready to go. You know, I think <clears throat> night games definitely helps calm that down a little. The hyperactivity, you know, mm-hmm. like doesn't take it completely away, but it definitely helps dull it. So. So, Andy asked a little bit about, um, you know, like the advice you'd have for just telling someone that they're not in it alone, you know, like they're not alone. How, what would you say to somebody that's just in general dealing with adversity? Because obviously you've had to overcome a shit ton of adversity. Obviously the adversity that most people are dealing with is minuscule, but probably in their world, it's a big deal, you know, to them in their perspective. Right. What advice would you have to somebody for just overcoming adversity in general? Yeah, so number one, I would just I would say the same thing, like what you're going through, you're not alone. Like people have gone through or you're going through going through it right now, gonna go through it, you know. But also, um, like no matter who you are, like you need to tell your story. Like, everyone needs to tell their story. Everyone has a story, even if you don't think you do. Like, tell your story because it's going to help someone else, you know? And then, um, you just, like, you need to find a purpose, you know? Like, that purpose-driven life. Like, if it's taking your dog on a walk and making your dog the happiest animal (laughs) ever, like... That's a good goal. Dude, that's your purpose. Like, it's usually a brighten up in my day. Right? Like, I like, know you're happy, so this is good. <laughs> I'm pleasing someone today, so life's all right. Right? Like, own it. Man. I showed like, up at home, so you're happy. This is great. Like, I mean, Kyle, you're a chiro- chiropractor. Like, you make people feel better. You know, you adjust them. They're like, oh, man, I can move. You know, like, that's got to make you happy, right? Yeah. You find a purpose in what you do that gives other enjoyment and fulfillment and man like that'll make your life so much better it's good advice (laughs) (laughs) it is I like it so obviously not the only thing you've done in your life is military service Um, so you going back you did your kind of specialized TBI PTSD clinic you trained at the CrossFit gym in Maryland for four months did you say yeah, yeah, right around four months, I think. So now at this point, you're probably getting a little bit serious. You're hooked a little bit. Yeah. You come back to Cali after that? Yeah, yeah. At that point, what's next with your kind of CrossFit career? So what's next is kind of like, I was like, man, like, I was like, I'm, I'm getting out of the, like, I'm getting out of the Marine Corps. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, I really want to, like, continue... CrossFit, you know, like, um, so the first thing I did is, you know, like when you go and your doctors basically say, Hey, like you're not fit for duty anymore. Um, you know, we think we're going to like 
medically retire you, you wait for your, you go on a board, you wait for your disability, get it back, and you're like, okay, I'm out. So the first thing I did was like, all right, so I don't really know where I want to move. Uh, my family lives half in like Florida, half in like Michigan. I kind of like where I'm living, not really. I don't know where I want to go. So I'm going to rent this place for a little bit, figure it out. But the first thing I did was like, all right, where's the CrossFit gym? <laughs> Sweet, that's like a quarter of a mile away. I'm going to go there. <laughs> um, and then I started going, uh, working out there. Uh, became really good friends with the owner. He was a, uh, a Marine, is a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Um, and we kind of bonded after that. And he kind of like asked me, he goes like, what's your goal like in CrossFit? Like, what's your goal? And before I knew I was like kind of good at CrossFit, I was like, you know, I really want to like, I want to coach. Like, I want to like give back to the community that helped save my life, you know? Like, I want to spread it to other people. So he was like, you know, I think we have a spot for you. You know, so I got signed up for my level one, did all that, you know, and he at the time, it still is uh, on the HQ staff. And his role got uh, higher and higher and it took a lot more. And he basically asked me, he was like, hey, I'm either gonna walk away and the gym's gonna close or I want you to buy it. And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I bought it. Um, you know, changed the name, did all that. And then uh, decided, you know, it's like, I kind of like enjoy this CrossFit stuff, you know, like I'm starting to do some stuff that I've never done before did a local competition and I was like I'm hooked <laughs> so I decided I wanted to start trying to compete so it's a pretty good story yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I went from like the first time I tried to kick up in a handstand I blacked out <laughs> like passed out totally you know with like the vertigo and stuff like, couldn't barely do burpees because it made me dizzy all that stuff to I mean now I honestly have a goal of making the CrossFit Games as a master when I turn 35 nice sweet so awesome so you like competing you like coaching still what yeah. what one do you find more rewarding or is it kind of like you love both of them <laughs> I love both I really do, just because um, coaching is awesome because I like to help people. You found your purpose. You want to help somebody. Exactly. You know, like telling, like showing people that they can do stuff they never thought they could do and instilling confidence in them that they've never had is so rewarding. And it's awesome. Like, I have a girl um, at CrossFit Marquette. She has uh, she had a hip replacement, and she's young. Uh, she had an injury, had a hip replacement. Couldn't couldn't like squat or anything. Like her squat was terrible. Man, she was doing overhead squats the other day, and I was like, "Look at you!" And she goes, "Ha ha." Like, <laughs> um, but then I go back to like. On the other side, man, I, I played sports since I was like four. I played college football. And then the Marine Corps, like, like you're competitive. Like, like war was a game. Like, you like you had to win. You know what I mean? Like, you, I mean, it was winner, not go home type yeah, stuff, right. you know? So, like, I've just always been competitive. And, uh, you know, CrossFit kind of feeds that competitive edge that I've always had so where do you play college football Jacksonville University 
Okay, no idea. Yeah, I mean, it is Division One AA, it, ooh, but it's not like yeah. that's is that the Alabama or the Florida. Florida. Florida, because is there the, two? I think there's, there's a, yeah, there's one in Alabama. Okay, so there's the but I think one? that's Jacksonville State. Okay. Oh, okay. I know. Uh, <coughs> and they're like gross coach down They're only like the Division one in Florida. Two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you know, just you know, uh, if anybody's yeah. keeping score at yeah. all. Right. Yeah. So what do you do to motivate your athletes? I, I know that's a, a big thing for coaches to be able to do, and even for me, you know, treating people is like what what can motivate people to kind of want to take care of themselves uh, so can you draw on like your past experiences yeah. to help motivate them or so, well please? that and um, you have to care because not everyone is the same you know like what motivates me is not gonna motivate you you or you or you like everyone's different so like you have to care enough to get to know people to know what their goals are and what drives them you know and you have to know how they react. Like, you might like to get slapped and yelled at. <laughs> he knows me. Oh, right? Right? Is it that obvious? Right? Oh, darn. Right? And then, you know, like, you might like the, yay, let's go, Paul, <laughs> stuff. You know, you never know. Like mm-hmm. Joel you, likes to get cuddled. Yeah. So Good hug before you go in there. Yeah, yeah it's always yeah. good. You have to invest your time. You know, in everyone. You know, you, you can't be a, a, a cookie cutter coach. You know, those coaches are not successful. You know, and people don't like coming to their classes. You know? So, yeah. Well, there's a really good question I had. I have such a you bad. You started jotting stuff. I know. I thought man. about it. I thought about it. <sighs> Somebody asked. It'll come back to you in the yeah. middle of. And then I'll interrupt somebody. So what's it take to be a successful gym owner? Man, you can't just... Should we start another episode? (laughs) You can't just love CrossFit. Man. Like... I mean, speak from experience. Owning a business is not just caring about, like, why you're running that business you know it takes a lot more like <clears throat> I would tell anybody out there regardless if it's CrossFit powerlifting weightlifting you want to start a gym like research just how to run a business you know there's so many books out there and you need to know them from the front to the back so we're going to jump ahead. Yeah. What are the books? <clears throat> what book recommendations do you have? Oh, man. <laughs> you would do that. You, well, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Uh, can you we cut know. this part cut. out? <laughs> uh, I haven't read a book. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, a little engine that could? Yeah. I mean, you just got to keep trying. Yeah. Chugging along. Uh, I have read the... What is it? Biz- business 101 or how to run a business for, what is it? Like dumbasses or whatever. Oh, for yeah. Dummies? Yeah, yeah, for dummies. dummies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've read that. Like, um, there's a lot out there. Can I claim... Uh, brain injury that I can't remember any oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> titles. It's your episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> Should we keep rolling through those? I think uh, sure. some people inside are starting to get hungry yeah. based on the, yeah. so, the high signs coming through the the door over here. We got this homebrew to keep us filled. Yeah. Homebrew coffee. coffee. This but coffee. Thanks, Paul. The homebrew coffee. The homebrewed yeah. coffee. Uh, so I remembered my question along his line with motivation. Yeah. We did a kind of just a mobile podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we kind of just did a mobile podcast on the way down here on like athlete mental health. And uh, one of the things that came up was coaches relating to athletes and just trying to get to know them. So specifically, as a Purple Heart vet, and there there are a ton of veterans who are picking up CrossFit, just trying to get a community and kind of get back into shape after they've come home, whatever. What advice do you have for coaches who are in the CrossFit community and they have a vet come in? What's your best advice and 
maybe a tip or a trick to get them to open up not not talk about uncomfortable stuff yeah. but just get to know them one on one so at first i would say just you know treat them like you would any other person walking off the street you know the biggest thing especially with vets is like you don't want to be like singled out mm-hmm. you don't want to be treated like you know at least from me or like my close friends you don't want to be like given handouts or treated differently you just want to be treated like everyone else awarded the same opportunity you know treat them like anyone else give them a comfortable safe environment to train at once they feel a part of the community you know like they will open up you know when they open up then you know that they have your trust and you can start building that relationship you know so I think that's an important thing I think as with all the kind of topics we covered with PTSD and TBI stuff it's it's just such a sensitive topic and people people aren't sure how to navigate so it's nice to hear from somebody who's been on that side of the fence and I just just feel like it's like advice it's almost like a potty potty work you scold your kids for saying a bad word and yeah. like as soon as someone says those like four letters people are like it's got PTSD like <laughs> you know and it's not like that like I feel you know like movies movies right now are killing us like yeah. you know yeah. movies portray veterans with PTSD as like psychos yeah. you know like we're not psychos. I can see a lot of it just being people not knowing how to relate. Yeah, you know, no, it's totally. Like, like, not what I, I don't do know. I haven't anyone. Yeah. there and yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Not knowing. Yeah. And, the, I mean, we should do a movie that shows it like a good thing. Right, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah. I think one thing I've noticed, too, especially with kind of the recent years is people have just gotten in the habit of like, oh, thanks for your service. Yeah, like, no, totally. No, truly, you guys bust your ass for us, and yeah. at least I, I thank you for your service, yeah. truly, from the bottom of my heart. So, Thanks. You know, that was one of the reasons I joined, you know, like, I was playing football right around, you know, everything was going on, and I was like, you know what, like, I would hate if this crap was coming over here, you know, like, you know what, I'm going to go do something about it, like. I would gladly go back today and do everything all over again just to, like, know that it would prevent any of the stuff from coming over here. I think that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. So what is something that you believe that maybe others may not? That... You are capable of things even if people tell you you are not. So, yeah. So I guess you believe that they can do it. Because others believe that they can Yeah, if you believe you can do it, man, like, you can do it. Like, I've been told by so many people, like, you're not good enough. Like,. You'll never do this. You'll never be this. You know, and like, when I'm having a hard time or a bad day, like, I think about those people and I'm like, no. Prove you wrong, you know? So. That's cool. You did the three take home tips earlier when you asked the question. They were pretty oh, solid. Yes, you did. I think. I'll just reiterate those in the end because I think the ones you had earlier for sure were yeah. spot on and super helpful. What's your most influential purchase for hundred dollars or less? It can be fitness related. It can be anything related. I will do. I'll do two. I'll do one fitness related. Okay. And then one like personal. So, fitness related, because 
Everything in CrossFit is expensive. <laughs> um, Seems to be a reoccurring thing. If we could get more things under a hundred dollars, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, but man, um, my good friend owns uh, my good friend Dave Newman owns RX Smart Gear, okay. and they make the best jump ropes around, right? And their jump ropes, like are not that expensive for the quality that you get. And we all know, like, as crossfitters, double-unders are the most aggravating thing (laughs) there is. (laughs) So a good jump rope definitely can help out. And they're definitely under $100. For sure. You know, and I love mine. And I would say best purchase under $100. That was Kelly's one of her recommendations yeah. yesterday, actually, too. Was yeah, get your own yeah. job, bro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. RX Smart Gear ones are fucking firm. First time I used one, I was like, this is. Right? This is. Like, yeah. Dude, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, Dave Newman, at, he doesn't like to tell this, so I'm going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> ask him how it started. How it started? Yes. It is one of the best stories I've ever heard. And it it will tell you what kind of guy he is. We were fortunate. We were fortunate to enough to interview the guy whose father in Wisconsin invented the beaded jump rope. Oh, nice! Back in the day, so <laughs> way uh, back. We've got nice connection to jump ropes. Yeah, absolutely, this it keeps coming up. Yeah. yeah, I I'll introduce you guys this weekend. Sweet. Yeah, you guys should totally talk to him. Cause I asked him his story. Me and Vanessa, we asked him his story. He was like, what? You want to know my story? No one asked my story. And I was like, yeah, tell us that. Like, how did you come up with this jump rope? Like, it's awesome. You got to talk to him. Um, next one. Um, I would say I have to look up who it's uh, written by. But... If you like to read books, or even if you don't like to read books, you should read this book. It is called The Four Agreements. Pause for author. Don Miguel Ruiz and Janet Mills. This book changed like the way I thought about life. You know, and it, it talks about four agreements that you have to make with yourself on how to like go throughout living your life. And that's I mean, I think it's like $5 on Amazon. Definitely under $100. Nice. Sweet. Definitely worth it. Good deal. Two questions in one right there. Um, I don't need to ask them all. Go ahead. I can. In your area of expertise, what is, how would you make something that is complicated simple? You gotta Barney style everything. <laughs> I like that explanation. Right? I like, like yeah. that. Like, we'll we'll take like <laughs> teaching someone like a new movement. Like, you're not there to make yourself sound like the most educated person on an air squat. Like, you're there to teach them how to do it. You know what I mean? Like so you just have to like Barney style it. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah like stuff doesn't have to be so complicated. If I want to. Sure. You know, and you'd be in a shit house. Three quarters of everybody doesn't understand half the words people are saying anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. So what information would you tell yourself if you were to go back ten years, five years? The years you can you can poise us where you take us. What would you tell yourself? Uh, 
know, it's like cliche because everyone has the no regrets thing in it. Um, <clears throat> but I think I would go back, you know, 10 years and just kind of take the mentality that I have now from the you're not good enough to you are good enough type mentality. And if I would have had that 10 years ago, man, I would probably be in the NFL right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. But yeah, like, that's what I would say. Like, I would have started believing in myself then, you know, instead of now. Nice. Well, I don't think we can keep you from your daughter too much longer yeah. before she breaks through <laughs> that glass. She want to come out and say hi? Hey. Oh, now she's all nervous. Come here. Come here. Come here. Can you say hi? Say hi. <laughs> huh? Outside the glass. Yeah. Yep. Can you say hi? No. Mm-hmm. No. You just got dad. That's all that matters. No. Before we finish up, do you have anything else you'd want to say? Shout outs? Where can people find you? Social media? Uh, first of all, I would like uh, to thank you guys, Clinically Press, for having me on here. You know. And Thanks for being on. Yeah, we appreciate it. And Paragon for supporting me and having me over here too. Thank you. Yeah, you guys have definitely um, changed my life, man. Like your stuff has totally helped with things. Thank you. Yeah, and I I can't say enough about the product and how awesome it is. It's clean. It works. Like there's no BS. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. And then you guys for having me on here to help share my story and. Hopefully, you know, help someone, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. One person sure. hears it and it helps them, that's enough, you know. Yeah. And then uh, social media. On, like, Instagram, you can find me at uh, Kogan Nelson. So C-O-G-E-N-N-E-L-S-O-N. You'll see uh, a little bit of everything on there. Mostly this little one. Yeah. <laughs> You're famous. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Hey. Thanks again, Cody. Yeah, no, thank yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Pressed. Go to clinicallypress.com for full show notes and links to everything that was covered in this episode. While you're there, you have access to all of our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Pressed on YouTube and any podcast outlet. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or review on how we are doing, we would greatly appreciate it. To get more free content delivered to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy newsletter. You'll get direct links to all new Clinically Pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated simple and optimize performance. Thank you for listening and see you next episode.